In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Tonight, we will continue our Bible study from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 7, starting from verse 29. Verse 29 and 30. And when all the people heard him, even the tax collector justified God, having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the will of God for themselves, not having been baptized by him. The words of verse 29 and 30 seem rather to be the words of Christ himself relating the success of John the Baptist ministry among different persons. So the Lord was speaking about the success of the ministry of John the Baptist. He said, and when all the people heard him even the tax collectors uh, justified God, having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the will of God for themselves, not having been baptized by him. So the meaning of justified God is that they publicly declared and confessed the goodness and the justice of God. They approved of what God had done and blessed his name for sending among them such a great prophet like John the Baptist. They received the word of God and they listened to the preaching of John the Baptist and were baptized by John the Baptist. Those who believe the message which God sends and obey it justify God. So when we believe the message which God sends and we obey the message, we justify God. We are declaring the righteousness of God. We are declaring the justice of God. So those who had repented in preparation for the Messiah by receiving John's baptism found it easy to receive what Jesus said. Those who repented and accepted the preaching of John the Baptist found it easy later on to accept the message of salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who did not accepted the baptism of John, actually they accused and condemned God, accused and condemned God, as said the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the will of God for themselves, not having been baptized by him, by John the Baptist. The will of God was that all the inhabitants of Judea should repent at the preaching of John the Baptist. 
and to be baptized and to believe in the Messiah, our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as the Pharisees and the scribes did not repent at the preaching of John the Baptist, they did not believe his testimony concerning Jesus Christ when John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the whole world. Thus, they rejected the will of God. They rejected the economy of God relating to their salvation. That's why they were not saved. They disbelieved his promises, despised the Messiah, and despised the precepts and commandments of God. That's why their hearts were hard toward John the Baptist. And it was no surprise that also their hearts are hard toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 31 And the Lord said, To what then shall I liken the men of this generation? And what are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another saying, We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We mourned to you and you did not weep. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine. And you say, he has a demon. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking. And you say, look, a glutton and a wine Bible. A friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is justified by all her children. So, in these verses, our Lord Jesus Christ tried to find an image which would drive home to the listener's heart his sad judgment of the conduct of the leaders of Israel at this time. So, what image the Lord actually used here to explain how the leaders of Israel were acting. The generation he was then addressing, that generation that the Lord was addressing, had been exceptionally blessed with two great divine messages. One delivered by John the Baptist, the servant of God. And just the Lord spoke about the success of his ministry and about the character of John the Baptist. And the other message was delivered by our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the incarnated Son of God. That's why he chose For his purpose, he was thinking about an image. So he chose one of those everyday scenes from the people's life, a scene which they had witnessed often. 
What was this scene? Easter, the children, like Israel, were fond of playing in groups at games of a very simple kind in the open air. So they spent the time playing games in groups in the open air. So the point of comparison here is the resentment of the group of children who refuse to take part in or approve of any game by their followers. So let's imagine some youth are playing in the open air and there is a group of children. They refuse to participate in any type of game. So there was a game like a merry acting of a marriage. They refused to participate in this game. Another game imitated sadness of a funeral. They also refused to participate in this game. So that's why he told them, we played the flute for you and you did not dance. We mourned it for you and you did not weep. Just you resent every act. So the children that played with the flute here accepted actually to play with the flute and were joyful and happy represent the disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ who delivered the joyful sound of the gospel. And the children that acted the mourning, the grieving part signify John the Baptist and his disciples who preached the doctrine of repentance. But the children who refused to join the joyful group or the mourning group, these are the scribe of Pharisees who were not pleased with either of them. So they condemned John the Baptist for his asceticism and attributed a demonical position. They said he has a demon. And when the Lord Jesus Christ came, they condemned the Lord Jesus Christ also for his tenderness. And they said about him, he is a glutton and a wine by friend of tax collector and sinners. This doesn't mean that the Lord Jesus Christ was drinking and getting drunk. That what they said about the Lord Jesus Christ. So he told us what the religious leaders of Israel said about him. And this was wrong. It was a false accusation of our Lord Jesus Christ. And also it was false accusation to say that John the Baptist had a demon. When they said he was a friend of tax collector and sinners, in their mind that he was friend, meaning he participated in their sins. But in reality, 
the Lord Jesus Christ was a friend of tax collector and sinners not in the context that the religious leaders of Israel explained but he liked them to help them to change to help them to abandon the sinful life and to consecrate themselves to the godly life so the religious leaders meant by their accusation that the Lord loved them and participated in their ungodly life he is similar to them he committed their sins when they said he is friend of tax collector and this a false accusation but we say that the Lord Jesus Christ indeed was a friend of tax collector and sinners in a different sense he loved them he did not despise them or push them away rather he wanted to help them and rescue them from the guilt the shame the power and the penalty of their sins then the Lord concluded this passage by saying wisdom is justified by all her children meaning what? meaning the wise man is proved to be wise by his wise actions so by the actions by my actions I will say or I prove that I am either wise or not wise so the wise people accepted both our Lord Jesus Christ and John the Baptist repented at the hand of John the Baptist and accepted the joyful message of salvation from our Lord Jesus Christ John the Baptist led many many people into repentance preparing the way to the Messiah and the Messiah when he came he preached the joyful gospel of salvation so the children of wisdom are those who obey God and in that generation are those who accepted the baptism of John and the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ without making a stumbling block of Jesus and John although Jesus and John were different in their methods John came in asceticism and the Lord Jesus Christ came to be friendly and tender hearted but the religious leaders of Israel in refusing to accept the example of John and the example of our Lord Jesus Christ actually they turn it away from the wisdom of John the Baptist and the wisdom of our Lord Jesus Christ and this appeared in their action they rejected both John the Baptist and our Lord Jesus Christ and nowadays in our contemporary time those who are opposing the teaching of the scripture 
they are not the children of the wisdom of God. They are like the contentious children of Israel that actually the Lord told them you are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another saying we played the flute for you and you did not dance we mourned you and you did not weep so let us study and examine ourselves to see are we we the children of wisdom or not are we attending to the commandment of God are we attending to the mysteries of the church are we following the glad tidings of the gospel of salvation or we are like the scribes and the Pharisees rejecting the will of God toward ourselves from verse 36 to the end of the chapter is the story of the sinful woman that she went to the house of Simeon the Pharisee Simon the Pharisee and this part because it is a beautiful part about repentance and the relationship between forgiveness and the love that's why we pray it every day at the gospel of the second watch of the midnight hour verse 36 then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. So the invitation of this Pharisee seems to show the relationship between our Lord Jesus Christ and the religious leaders of Israel. Although he knew that they are against his ministry, but in his kindness, He did not waste any opportunity to bring any one of them to faith and to salvation. That's why when this Pharisee invited him, he did not turn the invitation down. He accepted the invitation. And maybe this Pharisee, maybe when he invited the Lord Jesus Christ, he heard about his teaching and maybe acknowledged him as a prophet so he invited him to get to know to him more he wanted to know him more and we need to explain here that our Lord Jesus Christ did not seek such feasts but he did not refuse them because he saw in these opportunities or in these invitations opportunity to speak to people about the kingdom of salvation the, the gospel of salvation so he he never refused any opportunity offered to him to do good then St. Luke said he sat down. Literally, he laid down. And this was the usual position in the East. And in this case, we have to remember it in order to understand the narrative later on 
how this woman came from behind him and anointed his feet. And also we learn from verse 49 that there were other guests as we read and those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves. So it was not only Jesus and the Pharisee but other guests were invited. So the Pharisee probably invited his friends and neighbors and thought that he gave an honor to our Lord Jesus Christ by asking him to meet his friends and his neighbors. Verse 37 And behold a woman in the city who was a sinner. When she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil, and stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears, and wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Who was a sinner? He is pointing most probably to the sin of unchastity. And this woman was very known in the city. And who was she? There are actually two opinions, but in reality, the correct answer is we don't know who was she. The first opinion, it is believed to be Mary Magdalene, but there is no evidence in the scripture to tell us that this woman was Mary Magdalene. Uh, neither in the holy tradition of the early church father nothing mentioned that she was Mary Magdalene the early church father was silent about who this woman was Oregon the scholar Oregon actually reject the idea that it could be Mary Magdalene Ambrose Jerome and Augustine were doubtful whether she is Mary Magdalene or not. Uh, Maybe the first one who emphasized that she is Mary Magdalene, uh, Gregory the Great, who is the first one who accepted the idea that she is Mary Magdalene. The other opinion that she was Mary the sister of Lazarus and again there is no evidence in the Bible or in early church father that uh, she is Mary the sister of Lazarus we know that Mary the sister of Lazarus anointed the Lord's feet with oil in a separate instant as we read in John chapter 12 and this was just before Hosanna Sunday before his entry to Jerusalem. So regardless who this woman was, 
she knew that Jesus is visiting the Pharisee. So, the woman actually heard about our Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe she heard his preaching and she observed his ministry. And now his preaching and his ministry moved her heart toward repentance and faith. So, it was a bold step for one like her, with her reputation, actually, without being invited, to come in the daylight and enter into the house, knowing that he is a Pharisee. And the Pharisees were known with their rigidity. But just the knowledge that Jesus was there gave her courage. She felt that no one would dare to push, to push her away in the presence of this loving master. And she took with her alabaster flask of fragrant oil. And uh, from Proverbs chapter 7, verse 17, we read, I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. So, this means that the luxurious use of perfumes uh, most probably in her ungodly life in order to seduce people to sin so she was using such perfume and now actually as a sign of repentance she is bringing this perfume and throwing it at the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, this was doubtless one of the tools of her guilty condition. She was guilty of using such perfume to seduce the people. And now she is showing her willingness to sacrifice it as a sign of her sincere repentance as we read in Song of Solomon chapter 4 and verse 10 uh, how fair is your love my sister my spouse how much better than wine is your love and the scent of your perfumes than all spices so this you know, now she is offering this perfume and God smelled this perfume of repentance and telling her that this perfume of repentance is better than all the spices. Now the most fervent love and reverence of gratitude to the Lord Jesus Christ urged her to show him the outward tokens of 
her love. How she expressed her love to our Lord Jesus Christ. Number one, she stood at his feet behind him. She felt not worthy to confront him. So she came from behind at his feet. From behind and at his feet. A sign of unworthiness. At that time, the guests reclined at their meals. They reclined on their left side. And their feet, therefore, were extended from the table. So the person coming from the back could easily approach the feet. They reclined on the left side and extended their feet. Uh, so anybody comes from the back easily to approach the feet. This woman did not speak, but her tears are more eloquent than any speech, and they were understood by our Lord Jesus Christ. So she came from behind at his feet. Second thing, her tears. We say in the second watch of midnight prayer, give me, O Lord, fountains of tear like you gave to this sinful woman. So, this woman who was filled with desire to repent took this op- opportunity to approach the Lord Jesus Christ and expressed her sorrow and repentance in act of humility. As St. Paul spoke in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, that godly sorrow lead to repentance without regret. And Though the Jews in general, the Israelites, wore sandals and usually they were taken off when they enter any house. And it was the custom as an act of his brutality and kindness to wash the feet of a guest. Simon the Pharisee did not wash the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. But this woman began to show her love for the Savior and at the same time to show her humility and uh, her repentance by pouring forth a flood of tears which were quiet involuntarily but they washed his feet with the tears of her eyes. So she did not only cry, but she washed the feet by her tears. Also, she kissed his feet as a symbol of love and affection. Uh, And she testified her love for the Lord Jesus Christ and her humility by kissing his feet and by pouring the perfume on his feet after she washed his feet with her tears. Usually the oil or the perfume is poured over the head, not the feet. And then she used her hair to actually dry his feet. At the time to keep the hair flowing 
was perceived as immodest. So we can imagine how awkward this scene was and how everyone, the guests of the Pharisee, silently watched this woman and how they condemned her. So, when the Pharisee, as I told you, invited the Lord Jesus Christ, one of the reasons he might invited him to know what kind of man he is. He wanted to get to know him more. He heard about him, so he wanted to know him more. So, he invited the Lord Jesus Christ publicly. But, in spite of this, he received him in a very cold way. Uh, he did not wash his feet. He did not pour oil on his head. He did not kiss him. And when this incident happened, it seems like he was like half glad to, to, to see the woman acting in this way. Why? In order this will be a good excuse and a good justification why he did not receive the Lord Jesus Christ in a friendly way. So if anybody told him why he did not uh, receive the Lord Jesus Christ in a friendly way, now there is an excuse how he allowed this woman to wash his feet with her tear and kiss his feet, etc. That's why we read in verse uh, 39. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself saying, so now he is thinking internally. He did not share it with anybody. This man, Jesus, if he were a prophet, so as if he is saying, I thought you are a prophet, but now I am for sure know that you are not a prophet. If he were a prophet, would know what and what manner of woman this is who is touching him. For she is a sinner. So, the word this man reflected the arrogance of the Pharisee. And why Simon the Pharisee doubted that Jesus was a prophet? Because he thought that Jesus was unable to see the heart of this woman. If he's a prophet, he would be able to see her heart. But now he didn't see the heart of this woman. So here Simon is making double assumption. Double assumption. The first that a prophet would know the character of this woman. And the second assumption that he would certainly have avoided her. Now, because the Lord did not know the manner of this woman and he did not avoid her, then he is not a prophet. Then Jesus wanted to show Simon 
that he is not only a prophet but more than a prophet he is God by reading the heart of Simon and he exposed the heart of Simon Simon saying if he is a prophet he would know the, the heart of this woman but now the Lord read the heart of Simon because he was thinking in his heart and Simon also said about this woman she is a sinner in Simon's mind and maybe in the estimation of the whole world she is a sinner but before the throne of God she was perceived or she was known as a repentant woman and here we need to be careful many people will judge them and condemn them as sinners but before God God actually knows that they are repentant if you think during the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ people judged the thief who was crucified on the right hand of the Lord Jesus Christ as a thief and they condemned him and they spoke about Judas highly he's one of the twelve and performed many miracles but at the end Judas perished and this thief entered the paradise many times we will condemn the people here on earth and these people will enter heaven maybe before us be careful of condemning and judging others verse 40 and Jesus answered and said to him Simon I have something to say to you so he said teacher say it St. Augustine has a comment here he said St. Augustine said he Jesus heard the Pharisees thinking the emphasis is on these words you have been thinking evil of me I have something to say to you as the Lord as if the Lord is saying to Simon you are thinking evil of me that's why I have something to say to you Christ being all knowledgeable knew not only the character of this woman although this was not a big deal because this woman was publicly known by all but he knew also the secret thoughts and reasoning of Simon the Pharisee and makes answer to them which shows that he was not only a prophet but he is more than a prophet because he is the incarnated son of God then the Lord gave him illustration verse 41 he told him there was a certain creditor who had two debtors one owed 500 denarii and the other 50 and when they had nothing with which to repay he freely forgave them both tell me therefore which of them will love him more so this illustration of a creditor and two debtors is from the everyday of our life the lending and borrowing was a prominent feature in the common life of the Jews so the creditor here is God 
And the two debtors here in this parable was Simon and the sinful woman. So in this illustration, the two debtors were of the common people. And the sum in question, the money in question, are comparatively small. But in both cases, the debtors could never hope to pay their creditors. The 50 or the 500, they could not pay the creditor. Both of them were hopelessly and helplessly broken. But he, God, freely forgave them both without regard to any merits of theirs. They could not have any merits. So, why God forgive them both? Because he loved both of them. Then the question, which one will love him more? Both are sinners. Both were debtors. Both were equally broken. So, whether the debt was much or little, it was forgiven freely. And as I explained, his forgiveness is out of his free grace and rich mercy and abundant love. So the Lord asked Simon, Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Verse 43, Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgive more. And it was right answer. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. But when Simon said, I suppose, it seems, you know, uh, there was an easiness on Simon's part to answer this question. Maybe he understood the parable is about him. That's why he was uneasy and perplexed in answering the question, but he had to answer. But the Lord, as his character was all the time, he actually encouraged him and praised him. And he told him, you have rightly judged. Although Simon was thinking evil of our Lord Jesus Christ, but the Lord commended him and he told him, you have rightly judged. Then the Lord made a comparison between the woman and Simon. Verse 44. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, so the woman is from He's behind. So he turned to her and then he looked at Simon and told him, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You give me no water for my feet. But she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You give me no kiss. But this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. 
You know why? Because this woman realized that her sins are many. And because she was forgiven much, that's why she loved more. But you, you think that your sins are not many. There is nothing to be forgiven for you. That's why your love is actually so little. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, to whom who believes that he didn't have so many sins and little is forgiven for him, the same loves little. So in these verses, our Lord compared the affectionate service rendered by this woman in contrast with the cold, unrespectable demeanor of the Pharisee, who did not even observe the custom of courtesy. It was also the custom to greet each guest guest with a kiss, to offer him a basin to wash their feet, especially uh, and, and if he is honored guest like our Lord Jesus Christ, also to anoint his head with oil. So Jesus looked at the woman now for the first time, because she was behind him. And also he asked Simon to look at her. The one whom you despised her, please look at her. That you may learn a lesson from her. Now she is your teacher. And I will make a contrast between you and her, her behavior and your behavior, as I mentioned in the parable. So he told him, do you see this woman? As if Simon, is the Lord saying to Simon, Simon, do you see her love? Do you see her repentance? Do you see her devotion? That's what I see, but you're blind. You cannot see all of this. I entered your house. You give me no water for my feet. Simon, denied the Lord Jesus Christ the common courtesy from a host to a guest, washing the feet, a kiss for a greeting, and anointing the head with oil. And now you are criticizing this woman for giving these courtesies to me. You did not even anoint my head by oil, but she used this expensive ointment for my feet, which is more expensive than the oil. So, this woman, by her faith and by her loving action, she was forgiven more. Uh, But you are self-righteous, Simon. And this self-righteousness appeared in condemning me and condemning this woman. Her sins, which are many, though she was like the largest debtor in the parable, owed 500 denarii, but everything is cleared now. Though her sins were numerous and publicly known in the whole city, yet all these sins are freely forgiven for her. For her great love 
And actually, he forgave her, that's why she loved him, not the opposite. Not because she loved him, he forgave her. Because if the forgiveness because of her love, this means that she earned the forgiveness. But the Lord said, he freely forgave them both. But because of the forgiveness, she loved him. So, the full and free remission of her many sins, which became very manifest to her, this is the cause of her great love that she expressed by her tears uh, and, and, and pouring the fragrant oil on the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Simon, you think or you perceive or you believe that little is forgiven for you, for you because you are self-righteous. That's why your love for God is little. So, the Lord here implies that this little forgiveness that was given to Simon, it is Simon's own fault. Because of his self-righteousness, he did not think that he is in need of any forgiveness. And this actually story is a powerful lesson illustrate to us the relationship between forgiveness and love. When you believe that God forgive many to you, or much to you, you will love him more. If our love toward God is weak, maybe we don't realize how many sins he forgave to us, like Simon the Pharisee. Then actually, Jesus proved to Simon that he knew the secret of her souls as well as the secret of his mind. So he affirmed the full knowledge, the fullness of his knowledge. And that she fulfilled, uh, she received this forgiveness and now she expressed her love because she received this forgiveness. That's why now he formally and publicly assured her of her forgiveness. As we read in verse 48, then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you go in peace so he publicly announces the forgiveness but the guests thought and reasoned in their own mind and whispered among one another they began to say to themselves who is this who forgives sins but the Lord ignored this comment he did not enter into explanation to answer these thoughts but he dismissed the woman in peace because he wanted to protect her from the condemnation of these arrogant, self-righteous people. That's why after 
announcing the forgiveness of her sins, he intended to confirm her faith by pointing out to her faith when he told her, your faith has saved you. So her faith is the spiritual, is the ground of her spiritual deliverance. We see in this story, the woman came to Jesus in complete humility, with the attitude that she was not worthy to even be in his presence. She stood at the back. That was a good way for her to come to Jesus. But he he did not want her to stay in this house where people are condemning her, looking down on her. So he raised her up by announcing her faith, her forgiveness, her love. He acknowledged her love. He forgave her sins and he sent her in peace. This sinful woman has manifested to God greater gratitude in her love than the self-righteous Pharisee. Her repentance for the sins of her life has made her more open to God's mercy than the Pharisee who actually, because of his self-righteousness, he was held the customary courtesies that he should offer to his guest, our Lord Jesus Christ. This concludes actually chapter 7 from the Gospel of St. Luke. In a few minutes, I will give a quick summary in Arabic. بسرعة كده أقدم ملخص اللي إحنا قلناه بالعربي إحنا ابتدينا من أول آية 29 كان بيتكلم على يوحنا المعمدان قال جميع الشعب السمعوا والعشرون برروا الله معتمدين بمعمودية يوحنا يعني إيه برروا الله يوحنا جيب يقول لهم يا جماعة توبوا فلما يصدقوا يوحنا يبقى قالوا ان ربنا بار ربنا عادل ان بعتلنا واحد من الانبياء يقولنا توبوا ربنا اغفر لكم خطاياكم توبوا وانا بعد الطريق للمسيح اللي جاي بعدي فكلمة برروا الله يعني اعلنوا عدل الله اعلنوا بر الله لكن الفريسيون والناموسيين رفضوا مشورة الله من جهة نفسهم غير معتمدين منهم ايه مشورة ربنا يريد ان الجميع يخلصون الى معرفة الحق يقبلون دي ارادة ربنا لما هم رفضوا كرازة يوحنا المعمدان بالتوبة ورفضوا المعمودية يبقى هم رفضوا مشورة الله فربنا قال طيب انا عايز اديكم تشبيه فبمن اشبه اناس هذا الجيل وماذا يشبهون كان العادة في فلسطين او اسرائيل في الوقت ده ان يجوا الشباب كده يخرجوا في زي المول في السوق ويقعدوا يعملوا جيمز يا اما يعملوا مسرحيه بتاعت مثلا اتنين بيتجوزوا او يعملوا مسرحيه بتاعت فيونرال ده جيم وده جيم ده لعبه ودي لعبه او تمثيليه وتمثيليه وبعدين في شويه عيال اطفال كده قاعدين على جنب طب قوموا اشتركوا معانا في التمثيلية بتاعت الفرح دي لا مش عايزين نشترك قوموا اشتركوا معانا طيب في التمثيلية بتاعت الجنازة دي لا مش عايزين نشترك فقال لهم كده يشبهون أولادا جالسين في السوق ينادون بعضهم بعضا ويقولون زمرنا لكم فلم ترقصوا نحن لكم فلم تبكوا 
ان يوحنا المعمدان جه ببشاره التوبه ودايما بيبقى التوبه معاها الحزن المقدس وجي انسان ناسك فيوحنا في المثل ده يشبه اللي هو جه بينوح للناس عشان يبقوا على خطاياهم اما المسيح جه ببشاره الخلاص ابواب الجحيم هتتقفل هيفتح ابواب الفردوس الى اخره فالمسيح جه ببشاره مفرحه مبهجه جيل هو العريس واحنا العروس فاكن ده الجيم بتاع الفرح العرس لكن الكذب والفريسيين لعجبهم يمشوا مع يوحنا المعمدان اللي جه ببشاره التوبه والبكاء على الخطيه ولا عجبهم يمشوا مع المسيح اللي جه ببشاره الفرح والخلاص والعرس السماوي لما جاء يوحنا المعمدان لا ياكل خبز ولا يشرب خمر جه ناسك كده وعايش في نسك قالوا انه بيشطان جه ابن الانسان ياكل ويشرب قعد زي ما هنشرح متى عزمه راح معاه الفريسي عزمه راح معاه لانه علشان يدعو الناس للخلاص فقال هو ذا انسان اكل وشريب خمر محب للعشرين والخطاه طبعا الاتهام اللي اتهموه يوحنا المعمدان ان هو به شيطان ده اتهام اتهام باطل والاتهام اللي اتهموه للمسيح ان هو اكل وشريب خمر ده اتهام باطل برضه لان سيد المسيح ما كانش بيروح الاحتفالات دي او العزومات دي عشان ياكل ويشرب ده كان بيدور على خلاص النفس وقال لهم لا يحتاج الاصحاء الى طبيبه للمرضى ويقالوا محب للعشرين والخطار يقصدوا هم ايه يقصدوا محب ليهم يعني عايش زيهم عايش زيهم في الخطيه انما احنا بنقول اه المسيح محب للعشرين والخطار لان جه عشان يخلص العشرين والخطار جه عشان يساعدهم قال لا يحتاج الاصحاء الى طبيب بل المرض قال والحكمة تبررت من جميع بنيها يعني أولاد الحكمة بأعمالهم أثبتوا أن الحكمة دي عادلة وبارة اللي صدقوا وسيط ربنا واللي تابوا ببشارة يوحنا المعمدان واللي قبلوا بشارة الخلاص من المسيح أثبتوا بر الله ما هو أقنوم الحكمة هو الله أثبتوا وأعلنوا للعالم كله بر الله بعدين من أول بقى عدد 36 القصة الجميلة بتاعت المرأة الخاطئة يقول وسأله واحد من الفريسيين أن يأكل معه فدخل بيت الفريسي ويتكأ وربما الفريسي ده سمع عن يسوع فكان عايز يعرفه أكتر هو فعلا إنسان كده كويس ولا اللي بيسمعه عنه ده غلط فالمسيح قبل الدعوة لأنه ما كانش بيضيع فرصة السيد المسيح إن أي نفس ممكن يكتزبها للخلاص يضيع الفرصة دي قبل دعوة كلاوي اللي هو مالتا وقبل دعوة الفريسي وبعدين يقول لك التكأ كان العادة يعودوا كده هم كانوا يعودوا على الأرض فيقعد يتكئ على الناحيه الشمال ورجليه تبقى وراه من وراه ويبقى قاعد متكئ كده فممكن اي حد يجي من ورا 
ويلمس رجلين الجست ده الضيف اللي موجود وكانوا بيلبسوا صنادل فاول ما يوصل للبيت يقلع الصندل بتاعه وكان علشان بيبقوا ماشيين مسافات طويله كان لما حد يزور حد ثلاث حاجات يعني يستقبله ويحييه بقبلة يغسل رجليه ويكب زيت على رأسه ده كان التقليد في استقبال الضيوف انما جاي حنا جاي المسيح دخل عند الفريسي وعملش ولا حاجة من ثلاث حاجات لا استقبله بقبلة ولا غسل رجليه ولا صب زيت على رأسه كان في امرأة في المدينة خاطئة خاطئة غالبا كان عايشة في طريق الخطية والرزيلة كانت معروفة في المدينة كلها لما سمعت ان يسوع متاجد في بيت الفريسي جاءت بقارورة طيب غالبا كانت سمعت الوعظ بتاع السيد المسيح والوعظ ده حرك قلبها بالتوبة كانت بتستخدم الطيب ده عشان تخدع الناس اللي بتوقعها في الخطية فقالت الطيب ده أنا هاجي واسكبه عند قدمي يسوع اللي هو حررني من الخطية طبعا كان صعب انها تيجي في بيت سمعان الفريس وهما الفريسين دولت كانوا ناس يعني يعني بصين على كل الناس هم خطاء قديس ماري إفرايم السورياني اللي ميمر جميل جدا ممكن تبقوا تقروه موجود في مجموعة النايسين وانت نايسين فادر بيتخيل كده المرأة دي راحت في بيت سمعان وازاي هو استقبلها وازاي رفضها ميمر في منتهى الجمال في وقت بدلات فيعني ما كانش حاجة سهلة انها تخش بيت فريسي وهي سمعتها معروف انها امرأة خاطئة قالوا مين ديا هل دي مريم المجدلية كتير يعني رفض الفكر ده يمكن اول واحد يعني اكد ان دي ممكن تكون مريم المجدلية قديس غريغوريوس الكبير وفي رأي تاني قالوا ديا مريم اخت العازر لكن الحقيقة مفيش لا في التقليد المقدس ولا في الكتاب المقدس حاجة تقولنا ان دي مريم المجدلية او انها مريم اخت العزم لكن whatever يعني اي واحدة تكون لكن هي انسانة جميلة في توبتها جاد بيقول لك ايه وقفت عند قدميه من ورائه باكية في اتضاع مش قادرة تواجه المسيح فجات من وراء من وراء وابتدت تبكي بدموعها غسلت رجلين المسيح بدأت تبل قدميه بدموعها بشعر رأسها ابتدت تجفف القدمين بتوع السيد المسيح تعرفين كان زمان لو امرأة ماشية مش مغطية شعرها وشعرها يعني سيباه كده ده يعني ما كانش يعني حاجة في المجتمع في ذاك الوقت تعتبر حاجة مقبولة يعني فدخل بقى السمعان وكل أصدقاء الفريسيين كانوا بينظروا للمرأة دي إزاي فهي مهمهاش حبت تقدم الحب للمسيح فغسلت رجليه بتمحة تتنشف رجليه بشعر رأسها بعد كده مسكت قدميه وقعدت تقبلها تقبل قدميه بعد كده جابت الطيب الطيب الغالي ده وابتدت تتهم بيه قدمين يسوع كل دي أفعال تدل على المحبة الكبيرة طب ليه 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 حبت ربنا المحبة الكبيرة دي هقول لكم ليه المسيح يعني شرح لنا ليه 
فلما رأى الفريسي الذي دعا ذلك قال في نفسه لو كان هذا نبيا النبي ده مفروض بيعرف الغيب ربنا بيكشف له لو كان ده نبي العالم من هذه المرأة التي تلمس الحيوان المسيح ما كانش محتاج يكون نبي عشان يعرف لأن دي سيرتها في المدينة كانت معروفة وما هي إنها خاطئة فهنا أدان المسيح وأدان المرأة اعتبر إن المسيح ده مش محصل نبي وأدان المرأة ويقول لك قال في نفسه يعني الكلام ده محدش قاله فربنا حب يثبت له إن أنا أقدر أقرأ اللي في قلبك إن أنا أعرف إن دي خاطئة كل المدينة عارفة لكن اللي أنت فكرت فيه في قلبك أنا قريته وهرد عليه فربنا كأنه بيقول له يا سمعان أنت بتفكر فيا بالطريقة الوحشة دي طب بص بقى أنا عندي شيء أقوله لك فقال له قل يا معلم يا معلم ده أنت لسه بتقول له هذا نبيا منين بتقول له قل يا معلم فالمسيح ده المثل قال له كان لمداين أو لدائن مديونين الدائن هو ربنا لأن أي خطيئة بنقع فيها يبقى احنا مديونين لربنا وكان اتنين مديونين واحد خمسمائة دينار يعني خطايا كتيرة والآخر خمسون ده مش معناه خطايا قليلة هو معتقد ان خطايا قليلة معتقد ان مديونية بتاعته خمسين وبعدين وإذ لكم لم يكن لهم ما يوفيان لأن احنا فيش حاجة نقدر نخلص بها من خطايانا غير دم المسيح فسامحهما جميعا سامحهما ليس لأنهم يستحقون المغفرة ولكن الله الذي هو غني في رحمته حسب محبته الكثيرة سامح فسأله قال له تفتكر مين اللي يكون أكتر حب غالبا سمعان فهم المثل ده عليه عشان كده يعني كان بيجاوبه بتردد قال له أظن الذي سمحه بأكثر يعني تخيل مثلا إيه لو اثنين مديونين واحد مديون مثلا بخمس تلاف دولار والتاني مديون بخمسين دولار والاثنين المديونية بتاعتهم اتشالت مين اللي هيحب اكتر ابو خمس تلاف دولار ده مديونية كبيرة فربنا شجع سمعان برغم سمعان بيفكر فيه شرير لما شجع قال له بالصواب حكم دي الاجابة السليمة قال له طب تعالى بقى نشوف المديونية بتاعتك والمديونية بتاعتها هي ثم التفت الى المرأة اول مرة بقى المسيح بص للمرأة اللي وراه وقال لي سمعان انا عايزك تبص للمرأة دي عشان المرأة دي هتعلمك درس اللي انت بتقول عليها انها خاطئة دي بقى هتعلمك درس تعال اتنظر هذه المرأة شايف حبها شايف توبتها انا دخلت بيتك وما لاجر رجلي لم تعطي التقليد العادي اللي بتعمله مع اي ضيف ما عملتوش معايا ولكن ديا غسلت رجلي بدموعها ومسحتها بشعر رأسها زينة المرأة شعرها هي بقى مسكت رجلي ومسحتها بشعر رأسها انت لم تقبلني قبل لم تقبلني اما هي فمنذ دخلت بيتك لم تكف عن تقبيل قدمين بزيد لم تدهن رأس اما هي فقد دهنت بالطيب اللي هو اغلى بكتير من الزيت دهنت بيه رجلي عارف ليه 
عشان المرأة دي شعر ان خطيتها كبيرة انما انت مش شعر ان انت خاطي انت عندك بر ذاتي تشعر انك قديس عارفين انجيل عشيه النهاردة كنا بنقرأ على الفريسي والعشار الفريسي دخل قال اللهم اشكرك يا رب انا مش زي بقيت الناس الاشرار انا بصوم يومين في الاسبوع وبعشر كل اموال انما العشار وقف على الباب لم يشع ان يرفع رأسه وقرع صدره قال اللهم ارحمني انا الخاطئ بصوا مش عشان المرأة حبت ربنا غفر لها لا وإلا يبقى كده المخفرة تمن للمحب إنه حتفانة المخفرة دي مجانية مخفرة لأن الله غني في الرحمة وكثير في محبته لكن العكس سليم هي عشان شعرت إن ربنا غفر لها خطاياها كثيرة عشان كده هي حبته كتير هتقول يعني لازم أعمل خطايا كتير علشان أحب ربنا كتير هو الحقيقة من أخطاء في واحدة فقد صار مجرما في الكل الخطية هي خطية لو أنت شعر بخطيتك هتحب ربنا اللي غفر لك خطيتك لو أنت مش شعر بخطيتك وشعر أنك بار زي سمعان محبتك تبقى ضعيفة ربنا عشان كده قال لها قال له الذي يغفر له قليلا يحب قليلا أما هذه المرأة قد غفرت خطيئة كثيرة لأنها حبت كثيرا هي حبت كثير لأن شعرت خطاياها الكثير وهنا سيد المسيح أكد على أن هو عارف فحص قلوب الكلى أنا عارف أنت بتقول أنا مش, مش عارف المرأة ديا أنا قلت لك بقى على فكرك وإدانتك للمرأة دي والمرأة دي اللي أنت احتقرتها وقلت أنها لخاطئة ديا أحسن منك خلي بالك يا جماعة يا ما احنا بندين ناس ونقول ده خاطي ارجعوا كده ايام كراسة المسيح وشوفوا الشخصيتين بولد شخصية يهوزة وشخصية اللص اليمين اي حد شاف اللص اليمين قال ده خاطي ده حرام وشوفوا يهوزة قال ده تلميذ من التلميذ ال12 ده بيعمل معجزات ده بيكرز ما كان واحد من الاثناشر اللي راحوا كرزوا كانت الشياطين تخضع لهم لكن يهوزة راح فين واللص اليمين راح فين يا ما ناس احنا النهاردة طبلكلي بندنهم وبنقر عليهم اشرار ويمكن يخش السماء قبلنا فخلي بالكم من الادانة زي سمعان ادان المرأة دي قال انها لخاطئة ربنا قال الخطية دي الخطية هتغفرت انت واختك ما تغفرتش راح اكد للمرأة وبصل لها قال لها مغفورة لك خطاياك مغفورة لك خطاياك للأسف اصدقاء سمعان بعد ما ربنا كشف قلب سمعان كانوا فرد يؤمنوا به انما ما هو بص ولو قام واحد من الاموات اللي مش عايز يؤمن بالحق لن يؤمن بالحق ولو قام واحد زي ما في قصة الغني والعزم اللي عايز يفضل يؤمن بالباطل هيفضل يؤمن بالباطل حتى لو قام واحد من الاموات ما هو المسيح قام من الاموات ومرديش يؤمن فابتدأ المتاكئون معه يقولون في انفسهم من هذا الذي يغفر الخطايا ايضا 
مزيح أنا يعني تجاهل بقى التعليق ده لأن هم لو لغاية دلوقتي رافضين يؤمنوا بعد ما كشف اللي في قلب سمعان مهما قال هم برضو مش يؤمنوا فبص للمرأة قال لها إيمانك قد خلصك إذهابي بسلام قال لها خلاص أنا مش عايزك تقعدي في البيت ده اللي هم بيحتقروك فيه مش عايزك تقعدي هنا هم عاملين يدين فيك ده مش مكانك أكد على أن خطيئة غفرت أكد أن إيمانها بالسيد المسيح وبتعليمه ده كان سبب الخلاص أعطاها عطية السلام لما قال لها اذهبي بسلام مش كده الكنيسة بتحط لنا الإنجيل الجميل في صلاة الخدمة الثانية في صلاة نص الليل كل يوم ونقول له أعطيني يا رب يا نبيع دموع كثيرة كما أعطيت منذ قديم للمرأة الخاطئة اجعلني مستحقا أن أبل قدمك الطهرة وأقدم لك طيبا فائقا وأقتني لي عمرا نقيم بالتوبة فكي أسمع أنا ذلك الصوت المتلى فرحا إمانا خلاصك ربنا يعطينا حياة توبة كاملة ونقية لإلهان كل مكتب كرامة